When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. This Hello. is the Rich Eisen Show. You saying this to me? Is it supposed to like bring fear to me or something? Come on. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Picked off at the goal line. The seventh round pick, Jalen Watson. Watson. Yes. That boy is good. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show. Eagles quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Brown's defensive end, Miles Garrett. Legendary TV executive, Dick Ebersol. Still to come. From NCIS Los Angeles, actor Gerald McCraney. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Welcome to hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show here on the Roku channel, channel 210. If you missed any of the first couple of hours, Jalen Hurts. The uh, I love talking to him. I just uh, I, uh, he'd make me one through a wall just uh, listening to the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, he was on an hour number one, hour number two. Dick Ebersole, the brilliant television executive with a new book from Saturday night to Sunday. And if you missed any of that, guess what? On the Roku channel 210, we're going to re-air right away after this hour. And uh, so catch up on anything that you may have missed. It's free. The Roku channel on all Samsung smart TVs, Roku devices, Amazon Fire TV, the Roku app, as well as the Roku channel.com. The actor Gerald McCraney is going to be joining us in studio. Uh, Miles Garrett's about to join us from the Cleveland Browns. One of the things I love about this program is not just the fact that I get to talk to top-notch uh, athletes like Jalen Hurts and Miles Garrett and top-notch people um, and oh, just uh, actors and, and executives, but you never know what's going to be a topic of discussion from day to day, week to week. For instance, when I woke up this week, I, I, I thought there's no way I'm going to be talking about a, a huge-ass elf in the middle of a field <laughs> in Cleveland, Ohio. I just didn't think that that would be possible. I didn't even know idea who Brownie the Elf was, and I, now I learn that there's like a 90, 80-year history with this uh, – this mascot, um, and there he's going to be right in the middle of the field, um, and a Heisman-like pose, and a Heisman-like pose. Mike Prefer, the uh, the special teams coach of the Browns, was everybody's being asked about it. This is what Mike Prefer, the special teams coach, had to say about it. What do you think about the the new midfield logo? Ball security. It's bad. He's not covering up the tip of the ball. It's the first thing I think of. His hand is back here. The ball, tip of the ball is exposed. I can't believe they're going to put that on the fifty yard line. No. <laughs> Well, he will not be our returner. No, so there's no returning. In the, no, no returning in the, in the future, Brown and the Elf. 
All right, so, I mean. Ball security. I guess. Uh, <laughs> That's so good. I mean, he's only a defensive player of the year candidate, one of the best in the business in the National Football League. And uh, as a first overall selection of the 2017 draft, he sacked the first overall selection of the 2018 draft last week in the season opening win for the Browns. Have to be his former teammate, Baker Mayfield. There's so much to talk about with Miles Garrett on the Mercedes-Benz fans phone line. But I guess Miles' first things up is what, what, do you think of the, what do you think of that elf, sir? What do you think of the elf? Oh man, I didn't think I'd be on the Rich Eisen show talking about an elf either. So, no, it's doing me both. <laughs> Makes two of us. Makes two of us. But uh, you're the grown ass man who's going to be on top of the uh, huge ass elf. So, what do you think? What do you think of it? Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I, I agree with you. I had no idea about the, the history. I, I did had no idea. It went back 80 years, and to me, I was always. All in on the helmet, yeah, and the dog, and then the elf came in out of nowhere, and I was completely lost because I didn't, I had no idea where this this elf came into things. Well, uh, Miles, I, you know, again, my problems are not really yours, um, but um, <laughs> I, I I kind of took a a very strong stance against the elf, um, and man, did I hear it from Browns fans! Oh gosh, um, I heard about it significantly, so I guess they're into it, Miles. Big time, you know. Well, let me not go too far on my stance. You know, I don't have a problem with the elf. Okay, I just wasn't expecting the elf, and I didn't know that we were so proud of it. But you know, if it makes us proud, and you know, that's what we voted for to be in the middle of the field. Uh, I got no problem kicking ass on, uh, on top of the elf. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess I know the answer to this question. My last question: Have you ever kicked ass on top of an elf before? Have you ever done anything like that, uh, Miles Garrett? No. No, sir, but it's the first time for everything. Yes it, this. yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, I guess, all right, let's get down to the football. Um, so, what did you, what was your takeaway from the week one win in Carolina for you? Uh, I mean, on defense, we looked very, very talented, very athletic. Uh, I mean, we had a couple of minor, minor mistakes that turned into to big plays for their offense, but for the most part, well, we were, doing very well in containing uh, their offense, containing uh, Baker and, and McCaffrey. And uh, we got we got to make sure that we're, we're lasered in you know, at all times because those, those couple plays brought them back into the game. But the offense did know what they were supposed to do and uh, gave us a good lead. Special teams look good. Words to Mike Priest. But, you no, know, us in the defense, we have a, a lot of potential. And if we're, if we're focused then, you know, we, we could have held them to uh, maybe under 100 yards total. Yeah, I, I, did, were there any moments when, because you did meet at the quarterback, uh, did you have anything, any exchanges with Baker Mayfield on the field last week, Miles? Uh, no exchanges uh, other than before and after the game. You know, told him to have good game, good luck to him. And uh, after the game, said he said he had a good one. So wish you the best. Right, so that was basically it—just a chit chat before game. N- nothing, nothing in the middle of it. Nothing like uh, on, you know, when you're after you sacked him a couple times. I remember I blasted him on one play, and uh, he got up and he actually completed the pass. And I looked back and I was like, "Nice throw!" And so I was, I was back there with him. And I guess he took that as an opportunity to hurry up and get on the line. I was like, "This son of a gun." <laughs> <laughs> I'm running back to get in position. They're they're about to you know start a new play, and I was like, of, of course he'd use that against me. Oh, so you actually were trying to compliment him, and he used you taking a second to do so against you to try and 
and hurry up another snap. That's what you're saying? He did. He did. Right. You got to yeah, it, it was it was a smart heads up play by him, but yeah. you know. Nah, I know for next time. I was about to say you got to respect that a little bit deep down, right? You got to respect that a little bit. No? Yeah, I do. No, he's okay. a smart guy. I'd probably do the same thing if I was, you know, uh, having someone rush down my my uh, my back end. Okay, very good. Uh, are you aware the last time the Cleveland Browns started two and zero, Miles Garrett? Do you know that number? I am not. I'll, I'll help you out. I'm trying to keep up with the statistics. I'll, I will help you out. It's 1993. It's been a very long time since that happened. What would that mean for you, based on everything that's gone on with your team and your franchise over the last half year, to start off two and zero? What would that significance be for you? I try to keep things small. So to me, last week's gone. No, last week's no drama and, and news cycles over. So to me, it's just about being one zero. I've had people ask me if I could you know, keep up you know, the pace that I had last week. I said I don't, I don't need to keep up anything. I just need to you know, show up this week and play the game that I've always played. So these guys don't need to worry about being two and zero or three and zero. We just have to worry about taking care of business this week and worry about this opponent right now and worry about the rep that we had ahead of us. And it's just one play at a time. If we just keep on stacking those together. I think we'll be in a good place. What is Jacoby Brissett's, um, I guess, role right now? Leadership? Does he is he front and center? Is he somebody that's uh, that's taking the mantle in the eleven weeks that he has it for the moment, Miles? I think he has. I think he's he's been able to be front and center and, and uh, lead this offense and this team at times when he when he has to. Especially, you know, this week he's really, you know, come on strong. He's looked very crisp, uh, getting the ball off on time and putting it where it needs to be. Uh, I, I like what I've seen from him over you know, the last few weeks, but this week I feel like he's he's gotten a little bit comfortable getting the game underneath his belt, and uh, I think he'll look even better this week. How much in uh, contact are you with Deshaun Watson, Miles Garrett? You chit chat with him at all? Yeah, I talk to him when I can. You know, when I see him in the, in the and the building, I talk to him, and then uh, I try to text him and uh, see how he's doing. And uh, so when he's when he's not available, just just seeing uh, how other guys are, uh, how they've been interacting with him, and talk to him. You know, each relationship is different, so just saying, know where his head's at, and make sure he's staying up and positive. And, you know, when his time comes, he's ready to go. And does how does Brissett handle? I mean, were you or were you just block it all out? Uh, the concept that you hear, well, you got to get Jimmy Garoppolo, right? You got to get somebody else. That Brissett is not going to be the guy for eleven weeks. You need you need that help. What happens there when that filters into the conversation? I don't think he feels it at all. Okay. I, I feel like he's heard that you know, a couple times in his career, and he's been proving people wrong for quite a while. So I think you know, he takes that on as talent, and, and so do we as a, a defense being able to. Know, keep points off the board, making his job a little bit easier, make our job as a team a little bit easier, and uh, you know, lighten the load on them and what he has to do. And I think we're, we're going to put him in, put our team in position to win, and you know, and table positions and field positions so that he can he can put some easy points on the board. Miles Garrett here on the Rich Eisen show, and the few minutes left here uh, with him uh, on the Friday before taking on the Jets. Um, on top of a huge-ass elf to kick off the home schedule for the Cleveland Browns. How's that for a reset? Do you like that reset right there? That's a radio reset right there. Do you like that? Great. 
Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I'll take any compliments from you because I know I'm sure, I'm sure you throw them around like manhole covers for some people. Um, hey, what, what would it, you know, so you said you like to keep it simple. You don't think, you know, about stacking week on top of week on top of week. You just take it one at a time. But defensive player of the year, you have that ability. It's obvious. Everyone throws you in that mix. Um, what do you think about that very often? What would it mean for you to win that award in this NFL? Miles Garrett. I think it'd be a, a, a dream come true for me. You know, something I've, I've wanted to achieve since I've been uh, a football player when I started in high school. But I know that, you know, greatness takes consistency. And, you know, breaking down consistency is just doing it, you know, one at a time, the same way each time. And so I have to be great from week to week to week. And I don't have to, I don't have to worry about, you know, being great. You know, every big game or every you know opportunity, I, you know, there's 50, 60, 70 plus opportunities each game, and you know, it only takes you know three or four of those, those game-changing plays, you know, for you, for those those looks and those eyes start to turning your way, and you know, you're starting to be appreciated for what you're doing. And uh, I feel like I just need to you know, stack those and make those happen a little more often from game to game, from rep to rep. And uh, even you know, the, the small details, you know, making sure the guys are running on my side and, and uh, playing, playing the run as well as, as I can and not, not uh, you know, taking any plays off. And I, I, I am, uh, I'm going to ask you this question. Feel free to answer it as much as you want or just take a pass. It's up to you, uh, clearly. But, um, you know, Aaron Donald is always in the mix for Defensive Player of the Year. And he swung a couple helmets in a practice uh, skirmish and got no suspension, it appears. Certainly not from the NFL. What did you think of that? Do you got any thoughts on that subject matter, Miles Garrett? For me, I didn't see about it because I really don't pay attention to, to social media like that. Okay. So, no, I had my, my friend uh, actually reach out to me and they, they told me about it. But I don't, I don't really have an opinion just because oh, that's his situation. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, they're going to, as an organization, you know, handle it how they will as far as discipline action. But, you know, that I don't think it's, you know, I think each, each situation is different. And, you know, with, with his, you know, his team knows the kind of guy he is and you know, the kind of work he's put in, the, 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 the level of detail that goes into his job. And, you know, sometimes, you know, emotions run high, especially at joint practices. We've seen that a lot. So I'm not excusing his behavior, but um, there's disagreements, there's, there's stuff like that, and at the end of the day, you know, he's going to handle it. He's going to, you know, figure it out, mm-hmm. get it fixed with his team and uh, with the Bengals, and now I'm sure it will, it will be a great matchup if they see each other again. Mm, but, I bet, I bet, since know. it would probably most likely be in the Super Bowl. But you have your own two cents on that subject matter. How far do you think the Browns can go? Before I send you on to your Friday, Miles Garrett, give me your two cents on that subject, Miles. On what subject? Say it again. How far the Browns can go? What do you think? How far they can go? Yes, you. We can go as far as we can go as far as we want. We can go as far as we, we really want to. We have a, a lot of a lot of talent all over the field and uh, thing in every room, and uh, it's all a matter of you know, how focused on the job we are each week. You know, if we if we want to be you know, detailed in our work and and uh, prepared for every game and taking each one 
uh, one at a time and not getting too high or too low with you know, whatever streaks occur or whatever you know, ups or downs that we, we suffer. No, I think we we can go pretty far. I think we can we can play and beat you know, a lot of the the top teams in the league right now. But you know, that that all depends on you know, the the mental stability and awareness of you know, the young guys and us as the the older guys now. You know, keeping everybody on the task and focus on you know, the, this one job and you know staying staying low to the ground, avoiding all the distractions and you know, the the people who are going to. You know, try to lift us up if we're doing well or tear us down if we're, if we're not. You know, just, just trying to keep the, the straight and narrow and not letting any dissension happen you know, throughout the season. Well, not to dare to put words in your mouth, but uh, I'm assuming when you say there's talent all over the field, you are including Brownie the Elf in that, correct, Miles? That is correct when you say that all over the field, right? All over the field. <laughs> I meant it everywhere. Fans, uh, Elf, and, and players included. Okay, right very good. All inclusive. Good to know. Miles, thanks for the time. I always appreciate you uh, saying yes when I call to see if you'll join. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it, too. Thank you. Right back at you. At Flash underscore Garrett when he is on social media. That's Miles Garrett, grown-ass man, defensive player of the year, candidate, the Cleveland Browns. You laughing? I just I tweeted it out like I got no problem kicking ass on top of the elf. Like, I don't think it matters to him whatsoever in that field. He's going to put some bodies into it. I I highly respect that man in his game. <laughs> That's a big man. You can listen to the NFL and the NFL app on the Odyssey app on WestwoodOneSports.com via Westwood One Station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports, sponsored by AutoZone. Free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. All right. This is good stuff. I love it. Before we bring him out, this is one of the greatest things we have on this set. No doubt. This is a Deadwood hat. No doubt. That Susie got when she was working at HBO. My wife and I are big-time fans of Deadwood. And on this hat are autographs. And I'm glad you can't see what's written on it other than the autographs. Don't zoom in. Because I have asked every (laughs) single guest that's appeared on this show, that was on the show Deadwood, to sign the hat along with their favorite curse word that they've said on the show (laughs) or heard on the show. And those who have signed the hat, Timothy Oliphant has signed the hat. Um, we had uh, W. Earl Brown sign the hat. Garrett Dillahunt signed the hat. Kristen Bell signed the hat. Ian McShane signed the hat. Uh, and uh, the uh, the next guest, Gerald McCraney. Brilliant in this show, among many other items in his great career as George Hurst. Now on NCIS Los Angeles, Gerald McCraney when we come back in studio. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests 
guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O O O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Back here on our terrestrial radio outfit that's now rejoined us with Gerald McCraney here in studio. Again, I am a huge fan of your work. And oh, when I heard you. that you were available to come in, I'm like, absolutely. Um, so let me just dive in right now with NCIS Los Angeles and just looking at your career uh, playing uh, roles on television and things of that nature. Um, did I don't see too many sports titles in any of this. Did you ever have any sort of sports potential? No, no. I never played, been- uh, you know, an athlete of mm-hmm. any sort, but uh, Major Dad was a Saints fan because I'm a Saints fan. And Okay. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, and I was one of the producers on the show, and that's, you know, the Major was a Saints so fan. So you had to make sure that, yeah. the, you know, yeah. made, if, so was, was there anybody who was attempting to make a Major Dad and a Falcons fan, and you had no, to slap no, them down? No. You had to stop it? No, but tracks? we had, we, uh, I knew they were developing an episode about missing a football game, and uh, I said, make it the Saints. So wh- why the Saints? Why is it Saints your team? My brother, I'm from Mississippi, yes. and my brother worked for John Meekham Sr., Huh. Uh, when the franchise was first bought by John Meekham Jr. Mm-hmm. And my brother helped um, negotiate for their practice field, uh, helped in signing some of the original players and things like that. So I've been a Saints fan since before they were Saints, really. So then when Archie Manning joins the franchise... And I and went to school at Ole Miss. That's it. I was there Bingo. when Archie was there. So Bingo. Yeah. So that, that, that hit the, that hit the oh, Gerald yeah. McCraney target right yeah, there. Absolutely. Bullseye. That was the trifecta. Really. So you were there when, Ar- when Archie was on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Doing his thing. That was a spectacular thing to see when he was playing at Ole Miss. Right, because if I'm not mistaken, the miles per hour on campus matched his uniform 18. number. That's right. That's, that's it's it. still that's the that's the top speed at Ole Miss is eighteen, and then of course Eli goes there as well. Yeah. So did you ever have any sports playing possibility? I played in, in high school, but that was it. You know, I, I think I weighed maybe 150, 155 pounds. Yeah. And I was fairly quick. I could do a ten flat hundred in those days. Yes. We had a guy at Ole Miss who weighed like. 
280 pounds could do it in nine seven or something like that. So I, theater department. Theater real department good to me. for yeah. you. That's where it was. Yeah. So how did you get into acting? How did that get started for you? Um, actually, that was related to football in a way. I was in junior high school, mm-hmm. and um, I messed up one of my knees, just twisted it badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was out for the season, and my father... Uh, was in construction. He built houses for a living. Yes. Somebody suggested that for me to have something to do in the afternoon, I go help out at the drama club building sets for them and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I did. And they put me in one of their plays, and I sort of liked it and thought, I think I could do this. Mm-hmm. So since the age of 14, I've sort of known I wanted to be an actor. And so the, the twist. I'm, I'm still working on it. You're still, you're still working on it for sure. What do you get the most? When you're walking around and people see you. And depends and, on their age. Right. So w- walk me through what do you get the most then from different age groups or what? Yeah, it's different age groups. The, the You know, the people on walkers, uh, fans of Simon and Simon. Simon and, and Simon. Then comes Major Dad. And here lately, it'll be people who are fans of Deadwood or NCIS Los Angeles. Uh, you must get some Longmire too, right? Do you get some? Oh of yeah, that? oh yeah. I get a lot of Longmire fans, right? And so I don't know. I mean, I'm 53, and I would give you Simon and Simon too. I don't. I don't use a walker no. or anything like that. You know. Well, a lot of them do, though. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of them do. Okay, <laughs> yeah. well, I'm glad that it's all worked out. Uh, we like to play a game here, Gerald McCraney, to sort of touch base on a lot of parts of people's uh filmography or television uh-ography i don't know if that's a word called celebrity true or false where things have been reported or written okay. and you say if they're true or not okay right. okay very good i appreciate you playing it here we go celebrity true or false with gerald mccraney and we also have some great uh, uh production value go ahead and hit it please celebrity true or false you can't handle the truth <laughs> there you go that's the that's the that's the production value. Oh, okay. Okay. Very good. You've been around. You, I'm sure you're impressed by the production value. Uh, first up for you, Gerald McCraney. True or false? You dropped out of Ole Miss, and then you worked in Louisiana oil fields on offshore rigs in the Gulf of Mexico. Is that true or false? I've worked both onshore and offshore rigs. I was what's called a mud logger, um, and that's sort of a half-assed geologist. You keep track of the drill rate and the material that you're drilling through and you determine whether there's an oil oil bearing sand right and things like that but i worked half the year in the oil field and the other half the year in a repertory company in new orleans and that <laughs> but working in the oil patch uh allowed me to afford getting an acting career started well, i'm were you the only one working in the oil fields pulling oh, yeah. such double duty oh, yeah yeah did, did anybody who worked in the oil fields with you, you know, get come watch you and your other job? Did they come check you out? It's an interesting thing. The first job I had in the oil field was actually working on a survey crew for an oil company. Uh-huh. And um, one of the guys who was on that crew with me um, had a son who wound up out here in Southern California and got in touch with me yes. when I was doing Major Dad. And I had him come out and... How cool Sit is in the that? audience and and uh, be there for the filming of one of our episodes of Major Dad. But there, and another guy on that crew actually uh, would hold book for me when we were finished with our work for the day. He would hold book for me, do my audition scenes for the rep company that I wound up joining in New Orleans. So, 
and that's uh, what some helped very you, nice people. And that's what helped get you started. Oh, yeah. Imagine. Yeah. But some great guys in the oil patch down here. Uh, next one. True or false. You hold the distinction of being the last guest star to meet Matt Dillon in a gunfight and gunsmoke. Is that Not true a false? gunfight. A showdown uh, where we both go for our guns. There was other gunplay in the rest of the episode, but yes. I was the last one to draw against Matt Dillon in the, the last episode of the 20th year. How'd that turn out? Badly for me. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't turn out well. But, no. you, so, but you were the last. But one. I did beat him. Okay. Um, as a matter of fact, we're doing the rehearsal, and I had practiced drawing the gun, mm-hmm. so I didn't look stupid doing it. Yes. But I could only do it at one speed. And we're rehearsing the thing, and Arness is there, and I pulled the gun out, and he was just about to touch his, and he looked at the director and said, it was a good 20-year run. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so at least, at least he took it in good humor, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, oh, that, that cast, they were such great people. Um, the first episode I did of Gunsmoke, mm-hmm. I had a scene with Milburn Stone, mm-hmm. and I was nervous as a cat on a hot tin roof. Mm-hmm. And the scene itself wasn't working, and Milburn Stone thought that it wasn't working as well. Right. And he just said to the director, let's just stop for a minute. And he took me aside, and we started improvising the scene back and forth, and we came back, and Milburn said, all right, here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Just go ahead and roll the camera. Go for it. And we went for it, and it worked. And But he uh, sensed my discomfort with the scene and made it work for me. Uh, and everybody on that show was that way. Next up uh, for Celebrity True or False with Gerald McCraney. True or False, you were up for the role of Luke Duke on Dukes of Hazard. Is that true or false? Well, in a way, I did an early uh, audition for it. And they asked me to do it again and do it in a really broad way. And mm-hmm. I just... I didn't feel comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think they wanted a really redneck, dumbass Southerner in that audition <laughs> process. And uh, being, uh, you know, a dumbass Southerner, I rather resented that. So I, <laughs> you didn't say I've done repertory. Come uh, no, on now. No, okay. No. So, then, so then you were not right for the role is what no, you're saying. No, I wasn't. Okay. How did you wind up with Simon and Simon then? How did that? Because that was, that was your first long-term there been, gig. Um, there a pilot for a series called Gypsy Warriors yes. that um, Phil DeGuerre had created. And they did their pilot, and I was up for one of the, the two leads in it. Um, but they decided to go with some guy named Selleck instead. I don't know why. Um, but <laughs> anyway, the, the same guy created Simon and Simon. Yes. And they had already hired Jameson Parker, and they had gone through everybody else in Hollywood and New York, and nobody quite uh, fit in. So, you know, scraping the bottom of the barrel, they came to me <laughs> and asked if I would come over and read with Jameson. And I did. And I think that was on a Wednesday. And the following Monday, I was in Florida shooting the first pilot that we did for it. And then so, you did about, what, eight years? That eight one? years. Eight yeah. years that was on. And then you went to major dad directly from that right yeah i think i had three months between simon and simon and major dad um and the producer uh, started out as line producer and wound up executive producer 
of Simon and Simon was yeah. the guy who came up with the concept of Major Dad. So it, it, it all worked out perfectly. Why do you think Major Dad worked, Gerald McCrane? I think people at that time were ready to embrace the military. 1989 through 93. Yeah. And one of the reasons that I wanted to do a show like that is I had family people who were career military. And in television throughout the 70s, all you saw was stuff that was like uh, about the crazed Vietnam veteran. Well, I knew a lot of people who served in Vietnam and, you know, they were not the crazed Vietnam veteran and they weren't Rambo. They were just ordinary people Mm -hmm. who had an extraordinary job to do and they did it. And uh, I wanted to sort of represent that on television. And that's why you think it worked as well as it did. Yeah, and I think people were ready for that. And people are still get, coming up to you and talking to you about that yeah, to this yeah. day. Joe McCraney here on The Rich Eisen Show. I, I, I've restrained myself from jumping in about Deadwood from the minute you walked on the set. Because ah. it is truly one of the most remarkable dramas I've ever seen. You joined it midway through. As well, actually, Trust, I was right? the last episode of the second season. Right. And then came back for the third, third season. season. Where you were a real bad man i was a son of a bitch you sure were playing george hurst who is the father of william randolph hurst who Mm -hmm. is citizen kane um and you know you came in and just totally upended the town of deadwood what was that like for you to join that cast on that show Uh, that was some of the greatest fun i have ever had Um, (laughs) fun i like it oh yeah and to be able to do such delicious writing that was that was a gift and every actor on the show will tell you the same thing Mm -hmm. that that david's writing is what made that show such a joy and when we came back to do uh the movie after 15 years came back to do a movie it's an interesting thing all the actors had their little trailers you Mm -hmm. know outside the stage but between shots, between setups, between scenes. Nobody went back to their trailer. Everybody hung out just off stage to catch up, to just shoot the bull with each other. It was because nobody, we missed each other so much and we missed doing that show so much. And there was so much anticipation, it sounded like, because you know, I, I was waiting for, for the film. I was waiting for a fourth season, to be very honest with you. And when you're referring to David, you're referring to David Milch, who wrote the most filthy iambic pentameter in the history oh, yes. of that. I, I mean, it just, I, I didn't know words could come out and sound so lyrical and be so filthy as he did. Is it true he was writing um, new lines literally up to the minute before you were Absolutely. had to say them? Absolutely. That couldn't have been easy at all for you. Actually, I found it terribly easy because his writing was a good deal like doing Shakespeare. There was a rhythm to it. And once you caught that rhythm, it was, for me, actually rather easy to learn the dialogue. (laughs) Um, We had one scene that I had to do that originally was like a page of dialogue. And on the day that we were to shoot it, I'm in makeup, getting ready to go shoot the scene. Yes. They bring me a rewrite. I think it was like five pages. Most of it was just me talking. And we got through it on the first take. So 
Hey. Now, again, the words, good words have a tendency to go into your brain easily. Yes. Bad writing doesn't. It, it you know, your brain wants to reject bad writing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've had to do some things like that, too. And those, those scenes are hard to learn. But David's writing was easy to learn. So who was the one that you and uh, I, I mean, if you make you choose favorites, but who was the one who you did scenes with where you knew this was going to crackle? Who was it? Everybody, everybody, really, everybody. Uh, but I guess especially Ian and God bless him. Powers Booth. May he rest in peace. May he Cy rest Tolliver. in peace. Yeah. Well, he seethed every word out of his mouth. Seethed. Yes. Yes. He was brilliant. He was. Yeah. yeah I know. Well, um, and then and NCIS Los Angeles, uh, again, it is returning to CBS and Paramount Plus on October 9th uh, on Sunday. What's it like for you to be back in the old, good old procedural crime drama? What's that like for you, Gerald McCraney? What do you got? Don't let them know, but it's like stealing money. <laughs> well, you might leave fingerprints. That sounds like a, an episode right yeah, there. Yeah. It's like stealing money, huh? Yeah, it really is. I mean, I'm just looking at the way your career started. Um, where so many procedural dramas that you were in, crime and, um, you know, Rockford Files, back in the day, Police oh, yeah. Woman. I mean, like, these are some Petroselli, Beretta. I mean, you were on you were on the some of the best of the best and back in the 70s. And all the Quinn Martin shows way back Quinn in the Martin day. Quinn Martin Productions, yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I have to say, you mentioned Rockford Files. Yes, sir. You got a good story One there? of my favorite things about that show. Yes, I, the first one I did, I had a scene to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm in my little dressing room, one of, uh, I don't know, four or five in a row. Yeah. And I had just arrived, and there's a knock on the door, and I thought, geez, can they be ready that quickly? Mm-hmm. Um, I open the door, and there's Jim Garner, <laughs> who says, hey, Hoss, I'm Jim, just wanted to welcome you to the show. Hope you have fun. That was it. But that was the way that man was. I'm a day player. I'm doing a scene. And he went out of his way to welcome me to his show. Months later, my parents had come out here for a visit, and I arranged for them to have lunch with me at the commissary at Universal, which was a big to-do for them. Sure. And I saw that Rockford Files was shooting right across the street from that. And I... I went over there just to see if Jim was there, and he was. And I knocked on his trailer, and his assistant came and answered the door, said hi to me and everything. Mm -hmm. I said, I just wanted to see if Jim was going to have a moment to say hello to my parents. Well, there was an executive in there with Jim Mm -hmm. who said something to the effect of, we don't have time for that. To which Jim responded, well, we're going to have to make some time, aren't we? (laughs) came out and spent like the next hour with my parents and just kept that executive in there cooling his heels (laughs) learning some manners and i will never forget that as long as i live he was the finest gentleman i think i've run across in this business again rest his soul but he was such an outstanding man and you must have been i'm assuming a fan of maverick and the great escape and know exactly who that was oh sure going into that yeah he was one of the guys I looked up to when I was, you know, an amateur and mm-hmm. just getting started. And I look up to him to this day. Well, uh, I'm truly a huge fan of your work. 
Thank um, you, sir. A huge fan, and I can't wait uh, to see more of what you're doing um, because you are you just own the screen every time you're on it, and everybody should watch again. NCIS Los Angeles, 14th season of that program. It premieres Sunday, October 9th, 10 Eastern on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. I appreciate you coming on. It's my pleasure. And before you go out the door, I, I, I do need you to sign the Deadwood hat. Oh, okay. absolutely. I will do that when we take a break. The Deadwood hat that has been autographed by everybody that's come yeah. through here. Titus Welliver, I left his name out. He yeah. came in to prom- promote the latest season of Bosch. I need you to sign it with your favorite curse word. You got okay. it. Okay, very good. <laughs> Gerald McCraney here on the Rich Eisen Show. We will take you to your weekend of football viewing when we come back. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. You can listen to the NFL in the NFL app on the Odyssey app on WestwoodOneSports.com via Westwood One Station Streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports, sponsored by AutoZone. What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Well, because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries, and they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Chris Brockman, do you have uh, do you have some uh, sneaky good games to get people some uh, some assistance? Let's do it. Let's hit it, please, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Here's Chris Brockman with sneaky good games. Contests likely to surprise you with their heretofore undisclosed competitive value. Dick Eversole just called back and wanted to know how we got Tom Brokaw, Tom Brokaw for that open. So um, I just told him, look. <laughs> All right. What do you got over there, Chris? <laughs> what do you got over there? All right, we were one and two last week. Oh, yeah. Panthers host us. We should have won that game, to be honest. We should be two and one. Who's we? 
Who's we? Just all the collective we who, oh, okay. are, who are tailing. All, all right, right, so all let's right. do it. Uh, and first up, I'm looking at the total at New England and Pittsburgh. This is going to be a slog. I, I can't anticipate a lot of scoring in this game. I'm going under 40 and a half. That's a low number, but I feel like I mean, it was 20 to 7 last week. I don't know how the Pats are scoring. Under in Pittsburgh, okay? Also, let's go to Dallas. You saw what they did last week with Dak Prescott. What are they going to do without Dak Prescott? Lay the points. Take the Bengals. They bounce back big. Bengals minus seven. Raiders also going to get a bounce back game. Arizona might be in the bottom five teams in the NFL this year. They look awful. It's just one week, Chris. We're going to lay the Raiders five and a half. I like the Raiders by at least two scores, maybe two touchdowns. Under New England, Pittsburgh, lay the points, Bengals, lay the points, Raiders. Let's go. Okay, that's their sneaky good games. You know, wow. I I, I don't I can't imagine Arizona's gonna be that bad. Just because the Chiefs just boat raced them in week one. Uh I, I don't know. Raiders are good. I tell me about it. I'm, <laughs> that's I'm trying team. to back your play. Tell me about it. Million degrees at that game. Okay, so uh TJ Jefferson, you'd like to uh assist people in their fantasy um conundrums i guess or is, yeah. is this should we call this tj's stardom sit'em you know I, i'm working because on, that's what you know everybody in the fantasy world has a stardom sit'em yeah you know I'm, I'm working on a name i just don't want to like go with something we I'm can't like, do that everyone's got a stardom sit'em i know that's what i'm saying i don't want to I'm, I'm looking for the right name but as of today we're just going to go with fantasy starts and sits. all right let's get some more nfl films you know. music for tj jefferson what do you got all over there at your boy thank you very much what do you got Chris? all right so r- real got, quick rich chris and, and jason feller because i know you come to me for fantasy advice i'm just going to go i'm gonna give you guys three starts and three sits and then one play that you should leave alone for the week okay for the starters i'm gonna go with kareem hunt no disrespect rich but kareem hunt against the jets the browns against the jets it's not hunt by land hunt by air he's going to pile on the stats rushing and receiving he's going to hit the end zone at least once on sunday and brownie the elf is going to rejoice cleveland this is for you i'm just trying to smooth things over with those guys you know how i do uh robbie anderson panthers you know remember chris Robbie Anderson had some not so nice tweets about Baker over like the last year, right? And I, yeah. I looked, I thought it was more like he was kind of standing up for his QB, Sam Darnold. Well, guess what? Baker's his guy now. And Robbie had a big week one, man. Eight targets, five catches, 102 yards. I like his target volume. And I think he's going to find the end zone again. Robbie Anderson, he's going to be a sneaky, uh, good play. Mm-hmm. And then we got Travis Etienne. I was very much into this Jags game last week. And I, I noticed two things. He and Trevor. They kind of their timing was a little bit off. There was one play in the first quarter, Lawrence overthrew ATN in the end yeah. zone, wide open touchdown. I think in the fourth, ATN dropped the ball that he could have literally walked into the end zone. Yeah. So I'm expecting Travis ATN to bounce back and have a pretty good day. I blame Urban Meyer. I blame Urban Meyer. <laughs> of course you could. I blame him. I blame now, him. Let's, let's go to our sits real quick. Uh, you know, I'm going to sit, and if you have him, I'm going to tell you to sit Devin Singletary of the Bills strictly because of this. Zach Moss and James Cook. You know, I played the Bills running back by committee game last season. It It's just tough, man. And you don't want to go into Monday night and have Devin Singletary standing between you and a win. So if you've got another person you could play, I would go with it mm-hmm. because you don't want any part of that three-man band. Uh, Rashad Bateman, Ravens against Dolphins. He had two touchdowns last week. Looked really good. I'm just going to give you two words. Xavier uh, Howard. Because he's going to be guarding him. I don't want any prior to that. So I, I'm going to sit Rashad Bateman. And Pat Fryermuth. look, he had a great week one. But Brockman, you know this better than us. 
Bill Belichick does a great job in shutting down Defense opposing tight teams' end. tight end. Yep. So I, I'd be a little bit worried with Pat. So I, I, I'd say sit him. Okay, so then what's your last one to say? Just You got well, a, the, the, a, an to, omnibus? What is yeah, this? I do, Rich. To go back to something... Back in 2014, the very first week of the Rich Eisen show, ah. it was a Thursday. You had to leave because you were calling a Thursday night game. Well, I was, yeah, I was, yeah. I was, I was uh, doing the uh, the pre and post in half. Yep. So Andrew Siciliano was hosting, and I was sat in first first week of the show. I actually ah. came to set. You weren't here. I gave a little fantasy football advice, and I mentioned a movie that you hate, but it'll make sense. <laughs> I don't uh, hate <laughs> the last voice. The last voice got because I don't hate it. There's a scene in there where Bruce Willis asks his buddy head or gut, and that's all fantasy is right Chris yeah you look at the stats and you use yep. your head make and you go I'm gonna make this decision or you go you know what I know what the stats say but I'm gonna trust my gut on this yep. one so this might be a little weird but I'm gonna tell you to sit Tom Brady this Ooh. week just simply because in three games with the Bucks, he's yet to defeat the Saints in the regular season and also Marshawn Lattimore has Mike Evans number and Mike Evans hasn't practiced As a matter of fact it seems like the entire Bucks team is on yeah the Bucks having the some Bucks Bucks injury right list now. looks like a good old-fashioned Patriots injury list. Yeah, where right. Nineteen people are questionable, and yeah, go. Good luck trying to figure out who's playing. Yeah, yeah so I, I mean, know. You know, Mike Evans hasn't played all, all has played practice all week. He's normally a must-start, but Lattimore, man, that's a tough matchup. So I'm just gonna say, roll the dice. If you got a better option, maybe sit Tom Brady, and you know that's my fantasy advice for the week. Nice. Okay, we got fantasy uh, out of the way, and we got uh, your um, your sneaky good games, Chris Brockman. Yes, yes, yes. Very, very Let's good. It, the people. NFL season, every Westwood One uh, NFL broadcast stream. Ep- this NFL season, every Westwood One NFL broadcast streams live for free. Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Triple headers, the international series in every postseason game. Check it all out. Can't wait for this weekend. Sneaky, sneaky good game. Which one What's is it? What's your biggest upset of the weekend, Rich? I don't know why I'm, I'm nervous about the Falcons for the Rams. But really? I am. Oh, my gosh. 0-2. Oh I am. Or Lions beating the Commanders, but you say they're, they're supposed to win it. They're favored, but I'm nervous for your Cowboys too, TJ. I think that's that's a problem. completely understandable. Uh, I saw an article today in the Dallas Morning News uh, that Michael Gallup's the answer because that means you can't just put three guys yeah. on CD Lamb. And Rich, that's I why mean, I wasn't I too know, worried. Man. Like James Washington, as I told you, broke his foot about five weeks ago, so he should be back within the next few weeks. And it's Gallup, too bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think you're going <laughs> to. I don't think o. Cooper rushes. I think it, you're going so. to. You're probably. Oh, right. by the way, I want to thank the Browns. Yeah, your boy Nate Segura yes. came on yesterday. I Shout mean, Segura. They 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 over they uh they overnighted. That thing looks so good. It is. It's a hoodie. It's fresh. It is. It's huge. And uh, only problem is an elf on it. <laughs> is that wrong? But thank you to the Browns for sending this to me. Kids will love it. It'll be huge. We'll see you Monday, everybody.